the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program was recorded to air at this time. Healthcare premiums through the roof. So much to think about when it comes to healthcare. Who do you talk to? Where do you go next? Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now with host Mark Chea, Larry Jones, and from Orlando Medical News, John Kelly. And now let's head into the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now this afternoon. Thank you for joining us at our new one to two time slot to discuss healthcare issues that affect you. Our goal is to build educated healthcare consumers and talk about all the stakeholders in healthcare and showing how this whole thing fits together. Good afternoon, Dr. Mark. Yeah, it's the afternoon. It's yep. hot it out is. there. And it's summertime, it is. isn't it? It is. I know. Good yeah. afternoon, Larry. Hey, you John. slipped this week. I did. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a running bet. I'm holding. I, 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 yep. I think I'm still clean. Still You're, clean. You still are in clean. The morning, so. John said it twice last week, and I've already done it this in this week. But it really does change mm-hmm. the coffee intake and the show balance. You it know, does. It's, it's, I don't know. I, well, that's going to bore our listeners, right? Well, let's uh, kind of jump mm-hmm. into our uh, routine. And and it, mm-hmm. I was driving in today. I was thinking about this. How long is this going to be our routine? Uh, how many shows are we going to have when we start out talking about, talking about vaccines, vaccines and COVID nineteen? Right. Well, you know, the thing that uh, I was thinking about the other day is i don't know what the news channels are going to do when they don't have vaccine to talk about anymore well you know they always find something they always find something yeah. so i think that'll probably make a few uh, politicians out there a little bit nervous yeah. they'll be looking for something right. else well dr mark it's currently uh, in a survey says that 14 percent of americans still remained virtually unchanged that they will yeah. not get the vaccine right and what's we, your thoughts on that well, you know, we discussed it a little bit uh, last time when we talked about the vaccines that were temporarily held, the Johnson Johnson. Yep. Uh, we thought that might have an effect, but it really, I'm sure it had an immediate effect. And they saw that when the places that were trying to give out the vaccine, they just couldn't get clients, right? Exactly. Uh, and so, but the numbers stayed pretty solid. And it I did. don't know, you know, I think we, we've got people that feel very passionately that vaccines in general are bad, mm-hmm. um, that they that they've you know linked them to some really scary stuff, and mm-hmm. I believe that that's a big part of it. And now I, you've got uh, Pfizer's been approved for twelve to fifteen year olds, right? So twelve to fifteen year olds yeah. are getting shots. Mm-hmm. Which again, it just depends on which group. I mean, I, I get more questions about that about mm-hmm. hey, when can the younger kids get imagine. the shots yeah. than anything else? And and there's a political side to this too. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of things in the in the papers and uh, on other other talk shows talk about how much they're tying this to you know freedoms that we voluntarily gave up. Right. And I don't know. I I mean, I I feel like we've gone a little too far on that. Uh-huh. Um, well, the and, number the number of kids that are actually eligible in this twelve to fifteen range, mm-hmm. I saw it on the news: seventeen yeah. million kids. Yeah, and they they think with that. Yeah number being approached and vaccinated that that's going to be a big push to herd immunity and that's a change of what the discussion was no question and that that discussion was not based on science before it was just based on reporting and it was sort of the idea that okay we're we're going to 
I think it was the right thing to do is yeah. to target those people that were getting the most mm-hmm. sick and dying. Mm-hmm. But now we've got, you know what, Larry, we've got vaccines that are going to waste. Oh, no doubt. It's in fact, I'm glad you mentioned that. But before I get into that number, mm-hmm. you know, it, it showed that 158 million Americans had had one shot as of yeah, just the yeah. last couple of days. Yep, yep, yep. And I think this uh, 12 to 15 year old with these 17 million kids, what right. they're hoping is that these kids, and it's a two-dose, just like uh, right, right. They're gonna do the adults, yep. the, the, Pfizer, it's the Pfizer, is that they will be vaccinated before school starts in the fall. No, that's definitely the plan, I yep. think. Yep. And I think that's going to affect a number of the schools because I've seen school after school saying, we're not going virtual. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we're, right. we're not, not doing right. it. And, Seminole County yep. actually said, yep. no, no more right. virtual. Right. Yep. And I mean, just throughout, no throughout the country. They call no more, it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, throughout the country, we're seeing that trend. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's good. I mean, normalcy is what we're, we're looking for. Kids need to be in school. They do. They yeah. do. Yeah. And they are, they, are, they are the critters that are carrying this thing around. So, I mean, it, it, all, it all really does make sense. And then, so what's the next question I'm well, going to get is, well, when do the six-year-olds get it? You know, exactly. And, and the issue yeah. there becomes dosing to some extent. Because at the twelve year old and up, they don't. I don't believe they did any dose adjustment. I don't think they did either. And so yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it, they didn't really have to change. It's the same vaccine, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. all yeah, the but, way down to twelve year olds. Yeah, but Doctor mm-hmm. Mark and Larry, the the mm-hmm. big question is hesitancy. It remains hesitancy, and and you know, looking at it from a, a different perspective than you do, um, there's a lack of trust with the CDC and the FDA. Um, black inf- Black Information Network. Uh, published 15 totally wrong predictions and contradictions by Dr. Fauci. Yeah. There is just a major trust issue. Yeah, yeah and that's what I'm saying. It became sort of a, a political issue. It did become political. And, and yeah. you know, that's that's where the media, and we always, you know, I guess we kind of are part of the media now in a sense, right? And and you, mm-hmm. you have to, there's a responsibility there that is often not matched. I mean, it's, right. I mean it is. And, and there's a real outcome here. And I, I would expect that there are some people that are out there espousing things and stirring it up that yeah. that hear that fourteen percent like sweet it's not dropping yeah. off I'm doing my job right. and that's just not that really shouldn't be where it is I mean I'm right. very concerned about that and I'm equally concerned right. about what it's going to look worldwide because as as we've you mentioned talked about that last before, week yeah, on the show Dr. yeah because yeah. yeah we're going to yeah. see we're going to see travelers right I mean because there's that's I mean, what brought it to us to start with. Right, travelers, well, and and we're yeah. gonna we have to sit here and and decide. Yeah. I was I was not joking in the beginning when I said you know how long are we going to be involved in this? And no nobody, I don't even listen to the answer. If somebody answers that question, mm-hmm. I don't you know I don't even listen yeah. to it because there's no sign. We don't yeah. know contradictions. There, there, there are yeah. too many there are too many factors that flow into all this, mm-hmm. and I think that individuals, you know, it's like anything else. If you've really got to dig deep. And and look for contradictions, and look for yeah. this person said that. That, yeah. that just tells you that that you're not looking at the right information, right? right? Well, the, and, and you know, I, I totally agree. But you know, to speak to John's comment, there have been mixed signals. Oh yeah, from the FDA and the CDC, right. no question. Mm-hmm. But again, it's all bipartisan as well, or, or it's polarized. Yeah, it's political. Polarized. It's yeah, it's no polarized. question. Yeah. And you know, the bottom line today is. We're seeing that 14% of Americans say they will absolutely not get the vaccine. Right. I right. think that's the bottom line right that now. Is, that is the bottom line. Yeah. And, and then you've yeah. got to add in the, a group of folks that are going to say no if someone says you have to. Right. Right. So there's a percentage that are like that, and that, that is yeah. what it is. Right. Um, there's, uh, you know, with, with historic issues 
with, uh, you know, definitely not not equal testing among blacks and whites and Hispanics. All those issues, I, to- I totally get it. I totally sure. get it. What concerns yeah. me is when things like that put people's lives at risk, it puts them at risk. And you Absolutely. can't, you know, you yeah. can't, can't blame them for the thought. Yeah. It's, it's real. I mean, and, well, and me, I think we're just going to have to continue yeah. to look at this as we keep yeah. saying, looking at the science and saying, okay, this is the number. You know, we can watch if it goes up or down. But more importantly, we have to figure out how it's going to affect the herd immunity right. and whether or not we've got we can to get do to that herd immunity. Yeah. Right. right. But you know, you mentioned uh, waste and I, mm-hmm. I, I've got an interesting uh, stat for you. Yeah. It was estimated by the CDC data. Now this is the official CDC data. Those are the guys that, we're just talking about. I'm yeah, just kidding. No, that, right. almost, <laughs> that almost, yeah, right. Almost 200,000 doses of the vaccine have been wasted as right. of this past March. And, it's interesting, and we don't want to call out any particular companies, but CVS and Walgreens seem to be representing about 70% of yep. those doses that have been wasted, yep. and 60% of the doses were Pfizer. Right. Do you so, think that's a result of that 95 d- below zero temperature? Well, I don't know, because they should yeah. be prepared for that. Exactly. I, I, I actually don't think, because they wouldn't get those doses if they weren't prepared for that. They really weren't allowed to take take right. receipt of those doses. I think it is back to the mixed messaging. I think it's back to the Johnson & Johnson delay. Uh, and is it back to people not showing up for their appointments as yeah. well? You know, we've seen a lot of that lately. Well, you know, they were even making, most of those are, they're all walk-in now. Yeah. They're, they're not, because well, of Publix this. is yeah. walk-in. Yeah, pub- they just announced that well, uh, I, the I, other day. I think, so is Walgreens. Yeah, so is Walgreens, Walgreens now. Yeah, I think did. everybody yeah. went mm-hmm. that way, and that was a result of this, because, mm-hmm. you know, people are going... The other thing that happened. So, how do you prepare a ninety-five below zero temperature vaccine for a walk-in? Well, no, you take they take. Well, no, well, to your point, if they don't yeah. get enough walk-ins, they they have to figure out how many people they think they're going to get, to whoever and they then can. they start, you yeah. know, they start yeah. and have it out to uh, thaw, if you will, right. and so yeah, so that's that's. But we've seen that everywhere, and it, the irony is not lost. In in fact, yeah. you know, before uh, before the vaccines were coming, everybody's like, how, how many are we going to get? How fast are we going to get them? Right. And now we're seeing site after site having to give them away. I mean, you really have you heard, have you heard the and story what about a shame the truck when other people for, in, oh, the, yeah. in the, around the world can't, can't get, get their it. vaccines. Right. Absolutely. That just hurts me to know that 200,000 doses have gone to waste. Oh, well, it's, it's going to, that number's obviously, you know, it's going to continue even grow. to go up. It's going right? to grow, yeah. And, and I think that... Uh, the idea isn't lost on the production side because they are producing more than we think we need, you know, to cover those yeah. kinds of things. Well, there's a big shortage in India right now. Yeah. Yes, there is. The yeah. Problem is getting it there. In fact, yeah. well, actually, they don't need to get it there. A, a large portion of these vaccines are actually made in Hyderabad, India. Yep. So why they're not giving their own people the yeah. me, the the vaccine is is a yeah, it's it's, it's kind of yeah, it's a question, yeah, and, yeah. and and now it, that's that's again the the it points out the issue of what's going to happen in the rest of the world because obviously we have little to no mm-hmm. control right. and we have little to no true information, right. so we just we just don't know. So, Doctor Mark, I know we're fixing to go to break. Mm-hmm. What would your message be to the fourteen percent of Americans that said, "I am absolutely not going to get this vaccine"? Yeah, I just want you to keep an open mind and really sit down and write down exactly why you don't want to get the vaccine and go through the list and then think about what happens if you do get sick and 
you know, and I'll tell you right now, you that's un, it's unpredictable whether or not you yeah. you know you, you you don't know. You could be thirty five and do very poorly. You could be ninety five and do very well. We just don't know. Yeah. And I just encourage you to to do that. And then when you get the vaccine and you do have a reaction, don't tell a hundred people about it because you're going to feel fine in twenty four hours. You really, 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 really hours. are. Yeah, yeah. That's so, a strong message, yeah, Doctor Mark. It is. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, yeah. that because I hear that all the time. And yeah. John. Okay, we need to ask our audience to please share their questions for Dr. Mark or Larry by calling 407-701-7424 or email healthcarenow at orlandomedicalnews.com. And this week's question remains the same, hesitancy, vaccine hesitancy. Please share your reasons as this is a very important conversation. We'll be right back. Angela Sells Orlando, also known as your realtor on call, Central Florida's relocation and luxury real estate specialist. Looking for concierge services? Relocating to Central Florida? Buying? Selling? Buying and selling? Helping to maximize your return and fighting for the best deal. Preferred lenders available. Specializing in relocation for physicians, healthcare professionals, and high net worth individuals. Assisting with location placement, school tours, banking and financial connections, introductions to athletic and social memberships, testimonials and references available upon request. Reach me 24-7, text 407-616-3513 or email Angela at AngelaSellsOrlando.com and always remember to connect on LinkedIn. Be healthy, be safe, and reopen this great nation's economy. Are your annual wellness visits 60% completed? Medicare requires 60%. ThoughtSwift provides a turnkey solution, reducing AWVs 5 to 20 minutes, software-generated care plans, providing patient conversations and billing codes, improving macro, MIPS, and HEDIS, net $125 plus per AWV. Interested? John Fogarty, 609-605-605. 6859-609-605-6859. It's not really a long surgery. The recovery time was practically nothing. Pretty much a piece of cake. I look at my scar as my battle scar. You know, I won the battle. Went from death's door to I'm me again. I am enjoying life. I can count on tomorrow. Barostim is an option for heart failure patients with reduced ejection fraction. To learn more about the therapy and important safety information, please visit www.cvrx.com. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. Hospital real estate projects and residential real estate environment are in a place not imagined this time last year. Today's guest is Angela McCluskey, better known as Angela Sells Orlando. She is recognized as one of Central Florida's leading physician relocation and concierge real estate specialists. Please tell us what you do, Angela, and where you work. So I work mostly in all throughout Central Florida. Um, I help administrators and practices that are hiring new physicians. They're moving to Central Florida. Um, I also help anyone already here who needs to buy or sell, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, I work closely with the practices, um, meeting with physicians when they come in for their interview, showing them around town, um, all of those kinds of things. I think it helps secure 
um, their interest in Orlando and help them take the job here because usually they're um, interviewing in multiple cities. Sure, sure. So, how many uh, how many years you've been doing that here? Um, five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that sounds sounds like a, a uh, an interesting thing to meet uh, people. Like yes. out of that, do you find that a great number of those people do land here, or I mean, have you seen trends over the years where you're like, man, like nobody was coming to Orlando? No. Um, <laughs> usually, it's about. Fifty yeah. percent. I think over the past year, it's more than that. Oh, really? Yes. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like everybody else wanting to move to Florida. Yep. That's yep. a bigger consideration mm-hmm. now. I think. Okay. So, if, so if we want to start like holding out certain states to keep them out, we need to talk to you. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that would be that would be important. We have a shortage of doctors <laughs> in Florida, <Yeah>. Doctor Martin. <laughs> yeah. No, that's 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 the media. There's no short. No, that's the that's media. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, that's that's really interesting. Really interesting. So, uh, mm-hmm. how did you get involved in that? I mean, obviously, you were interested in general real estate. And, mm-hmm. Um, so my background's all commercial and mm-hmm. MedMal right. insurance. Right. So um, I had a relationship with a lot of practices already. Nice. And I transitioned into real estate, and I wanted to keep those relationships. Oh, that's excellent. So. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, you know, the, the market has been so interesting. I think, you know, as we entered into COVID-19, the commercial market was at its peak. And and I can speak from a little bit of experience because I got to sell something right then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how has it held up this mm-hmm. year? Uh, for commercial or residential? Commercial. 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 Yeah. Um, so I do mostly residential, yep, right, right. but mm-hmm. I do ha- work closely with a lot of commercial agents mm-hmm. um, and those who specialize in healthcare only, right. which they're booming. Mm-hmm. Um, retail, office, those have dwindled a little bit from prior to COVID, I would right. say. Um, but healthcare, from what I see, mm-hmm. yeah. seems to be booming just yeah. as much. Yeah. Angela, yeah, that, Angela we see uh, in the news that there is a real shortage on housing, particularly mm-hmm. in Florida right yes. now, in Central Florida, because so many people are moving here. Mm-hmm. Are you having problems finding property? Um, there's plenty. There's there's not plenty. There's a very low inventory. We've had a low mm-hmm. inventory for a couple of years, right. and then last spring, when right when COVID hit, and most people who were going to list their homes didn't. Right. That just mm-hmm. exacerbated the situation. Right. So, um, and is that coming back now? Are there are that? there are more listings coming on. I've okay. noticed in the last just month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is that that there's now even with COVID, even more people moving right. here. It's not keeping up and buying place. second homes. Yeah, because yep. they're still like can't. They're working from home for a year. They're like, I'll work right. from home if I'm Florida. They're over, <laughs> right, right, right. They're over being tied up. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, which we don't really think about too much in Florida, mm-hmm. how some of the other states actually Oh, no, you can are. imagine. No, yeah. Well, I know I've had, had friends that have traveled to uh, New, York, New York City during mm-hmm. this process, and you just can't imagine because it's not New York City. Right, I mean, right. You, yeah. you know, it's, it's been, I think the last person who went in was about yeah. a month ago, and it's like, it's just not. And so... The, the reason to live in New York City is... Is not there right now. It's not there right now. not there right now. So if you can work yeah. from home, you might as well yeah. pick a, pick right. a nice place. Dr. Mark, it's interesting you mentioned New York because I have a friend that owned a condo in New York and he mm-hmm. stayed there about six, eight months a year and then moved back here at, at, for four months. He actually left there last year because they had closed 15,000 restaurants yep. in New yep. York mm-hmm. City. Yep. No, I know. it's yeah. And it is. I mean, that's, that's opening back up. You know, the... Uh, the shows are supposed to start in September, so yep. it's, you'll see some turn. It'll be very interesting to see the flow here. And, and I know that there are a lot of folks that have put their houses on the market for 
little bit more than they thought they would get for it, and, and they get they, and, and they get even more, right? <laughs> yes. So, so I've discussed yeah. that in my house and been told yep. I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> but I think I think I'm just gonna just gonna have to admit that I'm gonna miss yeah. the bubble. Yeah. Well, there will be more. <laughs> yeah, in the sure, sure. That's okay. Yeah, we can if we can just do this without COVID or a pandemic next right. time. I think everybody would really, really, really <laughs> appreciate that, right? Mm-hmm. Angela, Angela, can you tell ahead, us yeah. about concierge services? What yeah. what uh, how you define that? What do you do? So I'm accessible as possible. It's really just communication, um, services going above and beyond with um, the physicians um, and other clients as well, but they have additional factors to consider if they're going to be working at, you know, six different locations. You know, they need to be more central, and it's not really a consideration for a lot of agents who aren't used to working with physicians um, to even consider. So they just pick a place and put them there, and then they're commuting an hour in right. every direction every day. It's, right. it's not ideal. So um, that part, um, you know, I, I am the brand ambassador for Physician Society of Central Florida. So mm-hmm. I do a lot mm-hmm. of um, not outreach but communication with them. And um, sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, sorry about that. Nope. So, um, so just a lot of uh, in- information, sharing information with um, with the practices and, and being of any service that I can. Also, with them, um, you know, when they're moving here, helping them mm-hmm. tour and all of that kind of stuff. But once they're coming, you know, it's very hands on. Yeah. School tours, social mm-hmm. clubs, um, right? Just kind know, of a community orientation. Yes, yeah, Angela. Let me ask you. Uh, the the physicians that you're seeing that you're helping in your concierge program, are they mainly physicians that are being recruited by the large health systems, or are you seeing a lot of independent physicians? Um, so I actually don't work with any physicians for the most part, um, unless I happen to already know them that work for the large okay. hospitals. So yeah. mine they, are they, all they have independent. Like their own, they do. Yeah, they. I would think partners. they would have their own yeah. program. Yeah. 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 So I try and provide the services that they get. The large hospitals give. Right. For the independents. No, absolutely. Beautiful. Absolutely. No, it is, and they do. And it's been a, a focus, but I think, uh, like anything else, then they tend to focus on certain areas and the, mm-hmm. the, the physicians sort of yeah. miss out. Are you seeing more families, more individuals? Um, I have all families mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. that I'm working with. That's so yeah. um, they're either, you know, empty nesters maybe already, right. but there's a lot of young families moving here. Mm-hmm. Um in Orlando, if you have young children, even for the physicians, it's a great place to come because it's more likely to get more people to come visit. Are you doing any so, rental work at all? Do you... I am doing some rentals, um, mostly past clients mm-hmm. that I've already done rentals for. Uh, the rental market is scary right now. Yeah. More scary than yeah. the home sales. Very because expensive. Yeah. It's very, very expensive, expensive to rent, yeah. Yeah. and there's so few rentals because of the rental restrictions. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. That it's you know people yeah, can't kick someone yeah. out if they don't pay, yeah. so they're hesitant to rent. Yep. Yeah. No, it is my uh, yeah. my daughter's uh, just starting her residency, and so she was out I think last week mm-hmm. in, on the west coast of the U.S. looking and replaced. And it. yeah, she she yeah. she found a place, but it was like yeah. literally she was in the airport when she got the okay. Mm-hmm. To your point, there were some there were some hoops to jump through. Wow. and that got to be calls. very yeah. expensive in that San Francisco area. Yeah. 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 So it's, uh, Crazy. it's, it's, it's interesting. She did, she did, there were, there was, there were some, there were things that were available, mm-hmm. but, but it does, you really, they worked with somebody right. very closely and, and that's what, that's what made it, well, made let's, it happen. Let's yeah. switch gears a little bit. One of our, uh, 
Physicians in Winter Park is also building a brand new 6,500 square foot facility in Lake Nona. Mm-hmm. And you know that Lake Nona area is just exploding. Yes, it is. Are you seeing much expansion of the physicians into multi uh, offices? Yes. So I work with, uh, actually, I'm working with three different practices right now. All three are expanding. Um, one of them's coming for a new expansion with an orthopedic center. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, those are all private practices, yeah. and they're expanding into, um, you know, southwest, northeast, and one central already, gotcha. and preferably one closer to um, northwest as well. Well, you mentioned, like, central location. So so what's what's the central location? I mean, we've got, you know, we're so <laughs> spread out here. We've got Lake Nona mm-hmm. and Horizon, 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 Horizon West. West. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Phillips, Lake Celebration. Mary. Yeah. yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah. I would say that downtown Orlando is central to all of those locations. Yeah. Not um, not everyone wants to live downtown, but there are pockets yeah. of And that's very mostly nice a suburbs. condo market, too, as well. Um, or it? very much older homes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, that, that is that is interesting because it's tough. I mean, I think that, that that's one of the things you consider when you're coming out is like mm-hmm. how, how much time do I want to spend driving yeah. as opposed to seeing patients and taking care of taking care of business. Because yeah. I have practices where the physician, you know, they're going to work in Oviedo one day, Villages one day, Davenport one day, yep. Yep. Maitland. So it's a big consideration, especially if they have a family, you know, they don't want to be on the road as Mm-hmm. As little as possible. Right. Yep. And the other area is the uh, West Volusia County area, the mm-hmm. DeBerry, DeLand, Deltona area. Yeah. Places exploding with yeah. physicians out in that market. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and they keep and homes, people. I mean, homes it's, it's all, too. It, this yeah. all draws it all Everything. in, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. You build it, they will come. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's happening again. It's happening again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, fantastic. So, any anything you want to just add in? I mean, we've been like grilling with with questions that interest us but anything that that you haven't put out there this is your time to Um, talk to our listeners i would say if you are looking to buy or sell it's important no matter which side you're on to have someone that is experienced and looking out for you not themselves right um and you know just get a game plan figure out ahead of time what you want to do be prepared whether you're selling or buying know where you're going to go um be Mm -hmm. pre-approved if you're buying with a reputable lender that people want to work with mm-hmm. um and you know just try and figure out have someone to help you figure out ways you can set yourself apart from yeah. the other 15 offers on a home i would <laughs> i would think financing is really uh, very good right now it is so key yeah. um yeah. especially if it's an agent like a a lender that an agent's worked with before you need that person representing mm-hmm. the buyer to say i've worked with them 10 times you know really good information angela how can our audience reach you um, you can reach me by text 24-7 at 407-616-3513. Um, I am your realtor on call, so I have third shift. Call. All right. Again, it's 407-616-3513. And we have one open line. Please call 407-701-7424 or email healthcarenow at orlandomedicalnews.com. We'll be right back. It's not really a long surgery. The recovery time was practically nothing. Pretty much a piece of cake. I look at my scar as my battle scar. You know, I won the battle. Went from death's door to I'm me again. I am enjoying life. I can count on tomorrow. Barostim is an option for heart failure patients with reduced ejection fraction. To learn more about the therapy and important safety information, 
please visit www.cvrx.com. Angela Sells Orlando, also known as your realtor on call, Central Florida's relocation and luxury real estate specialist. Looking for concierge services? Relocating to Central Florida? Buying? Selling? Buying and selling? Helping to maximize your return and fighting for the best deal. Preferred lenders available. Specializing in relocation for physicians, healthcare professionals, and high net worth individuals. Assisting with location placement, school tours, banking and financial connections, introductions to athletic and social memberships, testimonials and references available upon request. Reach me 24-7, text 407-616-3513 or email Angela at AngelaSellsOrlando.com and always remember to connect on LinkedIn. Be healthy, be safe, and reopen this great nation's economy. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Life can be challenging, even before COVID. Everyone experiences worry, anxiety, or even depression occasionally. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by stress, isolated due to COVID, are a caregiver to aging parents, or are dealing with any major life transition, Counseling Resource Services can help. We provide in-home and telehealth counseling covered by Medicare. Contact us at 407-654-4433 or visit us. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit OrlandoPediatricSurgery.com. Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back and good afternoon. That was a great uh, little talk we had with our real yes. estate side. Yeah, um, it's always something to to uh, learn about, and it's uh, it's fun to talk about as as locals here that have been in the real estate market, right. off and on, voluntarily and involuntarily at times. Well, well, you know, Doctor Mark, it's important that we continue to see our physician practices grow and expand oh, yeah, in absolutely. this market. Absolutely. And I, I did like her comment that she's looking at these groups, these in, independent docs and these groups that are growing. And it's, yeah. that's a really, really neat. Niche. Very, very important. Yeah. Well, we were, uh, we touched on this uh, a show or two ago. We wanted to go over some of the possible assumptions in healthcare for the rest of 2021 and 2022. And I'm, let me just read out a couple of them that we have, have put on our list mm-hmm. and then let's go back and discuss them. Okay. So first, there's going to be a focus on delivering patient care outside the hospital setting. And as I said, we'll jump back and talk in, in mm-hmm. great detail. Second, there's a stronger bipartisan focus on lowering drug costs in the U.S., yes. as well as a focus on lowering Medicare and Medicaid expenditures. Yep. And finally, that healthcare policy is going to be forced to be, you know, used reconciliation methods right. due to the, the balance of House and Senate members on, you know, working across Such the aisle. Such a close vote. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so that's going to be interesting. So let's, let's, uh, let's chat about that a bit. Okay. Yeah, let, let's talk about the uh, reconciliation method first. Okay. Uh, with the House and Senate in such uh, 
I mean, the, the Senate basically is 50 50 with, with, with the, the vice, with president's com- vice president's vote breaking the vote. And there are many things that they can do under reconciliation. Mm-hmm. But as far as major budget changes, right. that requires a two thirds vote of right. the Senate right. and Congress right. and the House. So we we can't run this country on reconciliation, Dr. Martin. No, no. And, and I think, you know, it's, that's another one of those things that during elections, there's such a focus on that. And I'm, I would bet that most people don't even know the term reconciliation. Exactly. Right? And so what I what would be really helpful if this was more a, a show about politics, you know, just learning like what things yeah. can be done by reconciliation. Exactly. But we're, we do have some protections here in the health care side yes. and yes. Medicaid, Medicare, right? No question. No question. So that's that's important. And I think, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I'm, I'm pretty positive about a positive attitude about where we're going in those things. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it kind of blends into a discussion on the Affordable Health Care Act and, and where that's going to go. That's going to be more of an issue. Well, when you talk about reconciliation, you also have to talk about executive uh, orders. Right. Yeah. And if you recall, Biden turned back 62 executive orders that yep. Trump administration did in the first yeah. 10 days right. he was in right. office. Right. So are we going to play ping pong with these things? Or? Well, typically that's exactly yeah. how it works. Yeah. I think that, that the... Executive orders and the 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 midnight policies yeah. uh, that that occur are have always been there and they're to a greater or lesser extent in the news or in usage. Uh, President Clinton was a was a, a big big user of the uh, late in the game policies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that in a negative way. It's just it was something that was once it starts it it sort of builds and builds and builds. And you know it, I, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. We did another thing that President Biden had changed is we've we've talked about this several times is increasing the amount of time that we have open enrollment for uh, for the for the uh, ACA. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so I thought about something that we didn't talk about. Okay. Because I think I, even I think I I said like well you know it's it can just be open all the time I mean what's the what's the yeah. issue there? Mm-hmm. But it's recall, a budgeting issue for well one. well recall that the way this works is you have to pay for three months. Or you're going to lose your policy for that year. Under the ACA? Under the ACA. So you have to okay. make payments month one, two, and three. So if you go and have an operation done in month two, and your hospital and your physician puts puts out a billing for that, they don't pay it out until after month three. And if you don't pay your premium, premium, which could be then $10. The, then the benefits are not allowed. Then the, the benefits aren't allowed. That's right. That's so right. so that know, means a, it's, a, on, it's a roll, because in, in, in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. we could think about, you know, January, February, March. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're looking okay now. Mm-hmm. But now, it, you don't know when people got, yeah. got you, involved. You just described what happened in the late 90s under the CHIPA programs with small group insurance. Of course I did. No, I'm you know, no, 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 I don't. No, it's, it's exactly <laughs> yeah, what yeah, that would happen. Back in the mid to late 90s, it was guaranteed issue. It was called CHIPA. Mm-hmm. All the, and there were six HMOs in Florida that actually went under as wow. a company as a result of this. No kidding. And what it was is people would buy their policy. They'd pay a month. Their wife would have a baby, and then they'd drop their policy. Uh, I see. I and you get one premium, and you got a $6,000 delivery bill. So we haven't learned from <laughs> mistakes, no, you're saying. Yeah. No. Well, but I think, I think it is more uh, controlled today under the ACA mm-hmm. than uh, back in those days. Because it is a policy for a year. Yeah, yeah. But the CHIP has allowed you to bail out at any given month, yeah. just like Medicaid. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, Dr. Mark, just to clarify <clears throat> for our audience, because we saw some of this historically originally in the HCA, when uh, that premium is not paid, 
and the physician performs the services, say it's a surgery, mm-hmm. the physician's office takes the loss, correct? Yes, correct. There's That's no exactly right, John. There's no reimbursement. That's right. And so, so e- it's because it's tough because you were, it was you're authorized. Per, you're, you're, it, yeah. Authorization yeah. really means nothing. Nothing. I mean, yeah, that, that is not a promise to pay. Yeah. And That's so it's, but absolutely, even if I'm, you know, I'm on the, the group for that policy, I'm, you know, I'm an, I'm an active yeah. participant. It doesn't, doesn't yeah, matter. The, the disclaimers on the authorization basically <clears throat> say this, uh, you're authorized to provide the service, but I'll pay you if they paid their premium. Yep. Yep. It's that's. <laughs> That's that's it. That's it. That's yeah. pretty much it. So, in so this is going to yeah. shake that up, like how to track that, because somebody could get their their policy. You know, you just don't know what you don't know what yeah. the start month was. It's not January. But let's right. put this in the right context. Under the ACA, because the subsidies were increased, where in the October to December, you you might have a subsidy of two hundred fifty dollars, right, uh, or a premium of two hundred fifty after the subsidies. Those subsidies doubled and tripled for the February to August. They did, and that yep. two hundred and fifty now may only cost you ninety bucks. Right? No, it is. Yep. It, it is. Yep. And and I I want to I want to state that mm-hmm. all this discussion I'm I'm just supposing now. Mm-hmm. I suppose also that that the the end date of all the policies is the same. It's December thirty first. That's right. So the question becomes. But open enrollment the, ends August thirty. Yeah. So yeah. so do they have that three months? Does it back? You know. So it's going it, to. It's interesting. So I don't. I don't know that's going to be the policy, but mm-hmm. it seems like that's the way it would lay out. Yeah. But you know, Doctor Mark, you mentioned something last week, and I don't remember if our know if our listeners remember this, but we were talking about the ACA mm-hmm. and the subsidies and the programs and the expansions and the open enrollments. Right. right. Can we afford this? I remember you made uh, quite a few statements on that yeah. last week. Yeah. A couple yeah. weeks ago. Because I mean, we we're not. Measuring the success of this program has been difficult. Yes. And I, I suppose success means different things to different people, but it has to make financial sense if it's going to last. Right. Right. And so far, that's not what we're seeing. We are seeing more enrollment, and that was the first failure, was that when the website didn't work and people weren't getting yep. behind this. Yep. And so, you know, they here it was. Enroll. Couldn't yep. enroll. Yep. Obamacare was here, but no, people weren't enrolling. So we're working towards fixing that failure, but that doesn't answer the economic yeah, side. Yeah. You know, but really I think doesn't. the bottom line is we cannot continue to run this country on executive orders and reconciliation no. methods. And and when we talk about money, yeah. it's one of the other assumptions focusing on delivering patient health care outside the hospital. Exactly. That's a place to save money. And controlling drug costs. Yep, yep. So so those are those are things that really need to fit in to fix the problem, yeah, right? And yeah. so, I mean, that's a, that, those are things that are, that are well, worth talking as, about. As you know, under the drug drug program, there are some uh, proposals in in Congress to allow CMS to negotiate right for drug prices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That wasn't allowed under the Trump administration, right? Uh, because it didn't pass. Mm-hmm. It was required by the two thirds vote at that right, time. Exactly. So now this is part of that uh, America's First Act. Right, so that be, Biden is running through, and so that'll be under reconciliation. Yeah, well, that, if that—that's right, it yep, will be. Yep. It can be a fifty-one-fifty vote, and yep. then they they win it over. Yep. But again, drug costs in this country are out of control. Right. What we pay compared to other countries, sixteen times. Right. And, uh, and I India. don't. And yeah. I don't think that it's a Democrat Republican issue of of yeah. No, one it's wants not. Dr- it's, it's, it's not. a lobbying issue. It is. And quite frankly, in those situations where the lobbyists have so much control over it i would like to see reconciliation no because question. in in this current no setup right because it's going to yeah. make it a lot more likely 
that the lobbyists won't have yeah. as much influence. And if you recall a couple uh, shows ago when we talked about drug pricing and drug control, uh-huh. the top 250 drugs in America represented over 70% of the spend, right. and they had no competition because they were all right. branded drugs. Do you remember that? Yep, yep. And, I, and the other big deal was how much money <clears throat> we're spending in the United States to fund the research for using those drugs all over the world exactly. and how much cheaper they are anywhere a, else. A very disproportionate yeah. share. Yeah, so no, yeah. I think, yeah. uh, I mean, I think that's the, the probably the largest piece that mm-hmm. if we could focus on in healthcare this year is actually focusing on correcting yeah. the, the drug prices. Some real things to watch over the coming months, Dr. Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I think so, I think so. John? Well, we're coming up to break again, and want to remind our audience we're really trying to uh, better understand this hesitancy uh, question with the vaccine. So please share your reasons or your thoughts at 407-701-7424 or email healthcarenow at orlandomedicalnews.com. We'll be right back. It's not really a long surgery. The recovery time was practically nothing, pretty much a piece of cake. I look at my scar as my battle scar, you know. I won the battle. Went from death's door to I'm me again. I am enjoying life. I can count on tomorrow. Barostim is an option for heart failure patients with reduced ejection fraction. To learn more about the therapy and important safety information, please visit www.cvrx.com. Angela Sells Orlando, also known as your realtor on call, Central Florida's relocation and luxury real estate specialist. Looking for concierge services? Relocating to Central Florida? Buying? Selling? Buying and selling? Helping to maximize your return and fighting for the best deal. Preferred lenders available. Specializing in relocation for physicians, healthcare professionals, and high net worth individuals. Assisting with location placement, school tours, banking and financial connections, introductions to athletic and social memberships, testimonials and references available upon request. Reach me 24-7, text 407-616-3513 or email Angela at AngelaSellsOrlando.com and always remember to connect on LinkedIn. Be healthy, be safe, and reopen this great nation's economy. Are your annual wellness visits 60% completed? Medicare requires 60%. ThoughtSwift provides a turnkey solution, reducing AWVs 5 to 20 minutes, software-generated care plans, providing patient conversations and billing codes, improving macro, MIPS, and HEDIS, net $125 plus per AWV. Interested? John Fogarty, 609-605-605. 6859-609-605-6859. Life can be challenging, even before COVID. Everyone experiences worry, anxiety, or even depression occasionally. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by stress, isolated due to COVID, are a caregiver to aging parents, or are dealing with any major life transition, Counseling Resource Services can help. We provide in-home and telehealth counseling covered by Medicare. Contact us at 407-654-4433 or visit us on the web at counselingresourceservices.com. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. 
Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. All right, we're going to hit you with a new one. Larry, we're going to talk about food allergies. All right, so so I would I would love to quiz you, but I know you already know the answer. So this is we 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 actually talked about this off the air last week and it was kind of interesting. But so there's a there the FDA has a list of major allergens. Right, there are eight major allergens. Yes, and I bet most of our listeners could come up with with those eight most pretty quickly. Of them, yeah, there's going to be a ninth. Yes, so President Biden recognized that that we're missing one, and it is sesame. Sesame seeds. Sesame seeds. So sesame. So So so. on on top of milk, eggs, fish, shellfish, tree nuts, peanuts, wheat, wheat, and soybeans, we now have sesame seeds. Right. So when when something makes that list, that means that everything that contains that product, it needs to be labeled a certain way. It needs to be worn a certain way. Right. Um, I can tell you that that, uh, the days of bringing in homemade cupcakes to the school are long gone. Yep. Uh, and now I, I start. I, I really well, have to look at sesame so. seeds on hamburger buns. They are. They That's are. What I thought. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, but not on all hamburger buns. You know, I mean, I'm not a big uh, connoisseur of fast food. Right. Right. Uh, but but I think yeah, certain, classically certain, certain uh, fast foods yeah. do. Use I wonder. Them. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. I mean, <laughs> I have to think of some of the commercials that you see. But but certain things like like it, it's often it's if something is made in a in a uh, factory that has sesame also, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe they yeah. just deal in the seeds or the oil. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, uh, it's kind of, well, it's interesting. This new law called the faster act by the mm-hmm. Biden administration goes into effect in 2023. Right. And according to the research, there are size of re- size of relief from thousands, thousands of Americans yeah. Yeah. who actually experience these sesame seed no, allergies. Is, and, and we we did. We talked about this because it's about it's about half the number that, that, I think, that peanut I think the number fish. that I saw was about 300,000 yeah. allergies. Yeah. That doesn't seem a lot among yeah. uh, 350 million people. No, but, but I mean, for peanut allergy, it's like a million, right? Oh, peanut yeah. allergies. I yes. think it's uh, 1.2 million. 1.2 yeah. million. Yeah. Well, Larry, I'll sleep better tonight <clears throat> knowing that the commander-in-chief is focused on uh, Aren't, allergies yeah. and sesame seeds. Well, and, and I do, and I, and I want to apologize to any listeners that... Mm-hmm. that do have this allergy and we're not poking yeah. fun at that but that's no. what we're poking fun at is the fda does this and the fda we talk, we keep why saying would it, president on, biden do I, this that's that that yeah. was when you brought it up the first time i was like you're kidding you right? were you were like what what yeah. show do you watch yeah so i mean I, I, and, and we were just talking in the last segment about Let's executive orders yeah. you know what are we next are we going to have new executive orders on right. you know strawberry jam i mean i don't, I don't yeah. just don't know what's next but really. you know the the important thing is there are many allergies that in this country are life-threatening oh absolutely and uh, you know and people that are on our listening audience that have allergies they know this they mm-hmm. carry EpiPens with them yep you know that's another pricing issue that got out of control oh, last ridiculous. summer ridiculous yes yeah. yeah and i think uh they tried to bring that into play but an EpiPen. At one time, for the month, cost you six hundred dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. People, oh, it was it was insane. No, that was yeah. that and was actually was. that was well covered in the news. It and was. then there were a couple couple other drugs that were kind yeah. of bounced along yeah. with that. But no, on the on the allergy side, I mean, I mean, that's something where uh, there are many many shows and and many many articles that are looking at like why have we seen such an increase in, in things like allergies. peanut allergies, yeah. but food allergies. And we're not talking about there. There's a there's a difference between having a food allergy yeah. and yeah. having an allergic reaction yeah. and, and having a little redness in yeah. your neck because right. you ate right strawberries because there are a lot of people That's that right. are sensitive That's to right. foods and they they are they'll, they'll say well yeah. i have food allergy but uh, you know sort of 
But you're talking about your throat closing up. Yeah, talking about a medical emergency. A medical emergency, a life-threatening medical emergency. absolutely. And and we're very sensitive to that. Larry, was there any subsidy for the EpiPens? Uh, Not that I'm aware of, but they did get the price down. They did. If you recall, the the president of the company that made the EpiPen was brought into Congress and queried and pretty much put on notice that you're going to fix this. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. I, no, he actually was, yeah. testified yeah. in Absolutely. Congress. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't recall his no, name. but they, uh, they were. Uh, that was a, a really active discussion that was well covered uh, by the media. And I think that there were also a lot of people that were buying the pens and distributing them uh, just as a, as a yeah. charitable action. So I think uh, I, you know, didn't hear a lot about people who didn't get what they needed at the end but it was it was a it was a big deal and it was taking advantage of people in, in just yeah. a horrible way but. well dr mark changing gears a little yeah. bit the pandemic has moved health care from hospital and even the physician office yep. to outside care home care uh, non-hospital environment and the movement to patient care outside the walls of the hospital what's your thoughts on that dr mark well first i mean we we've talking that we were talking uh to uh this even in real estate, right? People mm-hmm. were moving because they could yep. work from home. Yep. And so it only makes sense that there's going to be some way to do that with things like like medical care. So uh, telehealth became something that many feel like it always should have been. Uh, telehealth was not available as uh, as a billable issue That's in right. many states, including Florida. It wasn't and, reimbursable. Yeah, so it was not reimbursed That's by, right. a, by right. commercial insurance. Mm-hmm. And I think Medicare was, was on board early. With they were reimbursing, but that but, just started during the pandemic. But during the pandemic, yeah. so so and then, then all the payers jumped in. Yeah, all the, the payers jumped payers. in. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of those were gubernatorial executive orders too. They were, and so mm-hmm. we have all this uh, growth in that area, and people seem to like it, you know. And and a lot of a lot of physicians were very uh, hesitant to get well, involved. Right. Well, if you remember, we had Dr. Frank Piano on the show last mm-hmm. week, and right. he was amazing. And I thought it was interesting when we asked him how the pandemic changes practice. Yeah, that was he indicated that obviously at one time he was doing 100% telehealth. Yeah. But even today, almost a year later, mm-hmm. he was still doing 40% on, I believe it was Wednesday and Thursdays. Right, right. And yeah. and that's, yeah. that's really a statement that we're going to see in a, in a lot of things. I mean, and we see that in, in retail. Um, we're seeing that mm-hmm. in, in the, the big buildings that used to house all sorts mm-hmm. of folks that are now working from home. Yeah. And it's going to keep growing. Uh, people are looking to see what can we keep, right? You know, what can we keep? And then we've made these changes. Which ones? Which ones well, make sense? Well, if you remember, and you know this, Doctor Mark, before the pandemic, very few physicians used telehealth. Yeah, and it's interesting that there was of the four major regions of the country, the West showed the sharpest decline in the first quarter of this year, about an eighteen percent decline. But again, you've still got mental health conditions. Mm-hmm represent over half of the total telehealth visits in America today. Well, there's, I thought that would speak volumes. It, it does, and, and I think telehealth is going to continue to be with us. I mean, yes. I think no back question. to way back many, many years ago when I was a resident, I was at one of our national meetings, and they had a, a lot of times the, the person who presents the paper wasn't written by the resident, but they're the presenting individual, and this this young man got up and had to present the idea of instead of having a post-operative visit for pediatric surgery, mm-hmm. you could just call them. <laughs> and you can imagine the uh, more senior folks in the room yeah. destroyed this guy. Yeah. Okay, this was this was a good 30 years ago. Yeah. And, and today, 
much more commonly, I, I feel like I have to justify if I want to see someone again. And that's good. Okay. I mean, I, yeah. you don't want to waste people's time. But you know what's important and what isn't. Yeah. yeah. That's the difference. Right. So, and I mean, I think that's it's going to be very interesting. But it, it's not the only thing that's changed. Yeah. Well, There's that's a, lot a of good other example. Services. Are yeah. you leveraging telehealth for follow-up after surgery? Um, I, I'm doing it. I'm using it as an option, but I'm also seeing patients that are in follow-up. They make a, a quick phone call and in, normally would say, well, come in and see me. I'll I'll do a telehealth visit instead of making them, you know, you know, make, make an appointment for a couple right. of days. I can see them right then. Yeah. Well, you know, while we're still talking about telehealth, obviously it's primary care is where the main focus is. And I found it interesting that uh, a recent study revealed that primary care visits – represent 35% of all health care visits in America, but only receive 5% of the reimbursement in health care. Well, right, what, so, what does that say about our, as uh, Dr. Piano called it, our conductors? Well, it does. Well, I mean, it's always, it's always been the way that, that the primary care groups uh, are the lowest paid and the specialists are making more money. So if you're a neurosurgeon, you're going to, Make more money than you are mm-hmm. if you're a pediatrician, uh, and when I mean it, it, the the economics just follows. You're right. not going to see right. as many patients. Right. right. Uh, not fortunately, not as many patients need a neurosurgeon, but all the kids need a pediatrician. Exactly. And so it is. It's it's a numbers game, and it's yeah. it's not equitable, and it could be right. much more so. Right. Well, you know, while we're continually talking about uh, patient care outside the hospital or the physician office. It was announced this past week that Humana purchased the other 60% of Kindred at Home, uh, their home care program, which now employs over 43,000 nurses, physician assistants, and caregivers in 40 states. And that really expands to the 5 million Medicare lives that Humana represents across the country to offer these home care services, and right. again, taking it out of the hospital, out of the physician, into the home. And Amazon's doing the same thing. Amazon is. So Amazon had a pilot program uh, in Seattle that expanded mm-hmm. to the state of Washington, and mm-hmm. their intent is to have a, a, a kindred-at-home type model. Exactly. And I'm, those are my yep. words, not theirs. Sure. Uh, throughout, the, throughout the country, they want to be in all 50 states yep. by, by the end of summer. And then you've got Anthem, who mm-hmm. just completed its purchase of a company called MyNexus, uh, which continues to offer comprehensive home-based nursing mm-hmm. management to their and to their 1.7 million lives in 20 states. If you remember, Anthem came in and bought about 13 Blue Cross programs, programs. across the yeah, country. Across country, right, right. And so Anthem is also another big player in the Medicare, and they feel that home care is the way to go. Yep. Well, I mean, it is it is saving huge dollars, and when you look at the difference in in facility fees. And we've talked about this a number of times. If you look at what someone's going to pay for the exactly the same service under the roof of the hospital versus at home or an outpatient center, it's it's an easy way to do that. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. and it and it definitely can pay the salary of those yeah. people that are driving around. Although they yeah. are they are doing exactly that. They're yeah. driving around. Well, you know, chronic conditions in this country represent uh, over fifty percent of the total expenditure mm-hmm. of a four trillion dollar industry today. And four out of ten people have more than one chronic illness. And these home care programs, telehealth, all the EMS programs that we're implementing with IPN and, and, right. and giving assistance, it's all about cost control. Well, and if you think about what that means mm-hmm. when, when these folks have chronic illness, and, and I say many have multiple issues, it's more difficult for them to get to see their health care provider. Yeah. 
And that's why you end out only react, responding to emergencies. Mm-hmm. And so telehealth is going to make that make that easier. So I think it's here to stay. It is. And it's about keeping them out of the hospital, readmissions, and ER visits. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Larry and Dr. Mark, Saturday afternoons are a lot more fun than 7 a.m. on Saturday morning. Our hour is winding down, and we need to recognize our sponsors and advertising partners. This week's sponsors are Kevin and Raul with CVRX, www.cvrx.com, Angela with Angela Sells Orlando, www.angelasellsorlando.com. A super uh, thank you to our host, Dr. Mark. Uh, with Pediatric Surgery PA and Larry Jones with the Integrated Independent Physicians Network. Our advertising partners this week, Nick with Healthy Soul Decontamination, Diana Sacato with Sacato Films, John Fogarty with Rx to Live Thought Swift, April and Mary Catherine with Counseling Resource Services, and myself, John Kelly and the Orlando Medical News. Larry, any final thoughts for our audience today? Yeah, thanks, John. We're going we're gonna to continue to talk about all things healthcare, but next week in particular, we're going to focus on how do you set healthy expectations for you and your family. Dr. Mark, great talking to you today. You too. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Week. Do you feel better now? We hope you do. Join us again next week for Healthcare Now. For a podcast of this program, go to theanswerorlando.com.